Welcome to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how you can't train the pain, and I'll give you guys some tips and ideas of how you can check for different things going on in your horse. And this is something that came up today in one of the sessions that I was doing. Some people asked me to come check out their horse, beautiful little Mustang horse that they were having issues with. It was actually tossing people and um, bucking them off and they'd fallen off a couple times and thought it was time to get some help. And these people have had lots of different horses before. They've trained horses to be sold so they're they're not beginners with horses by any means and they asked for my two cents of you know what's going on with this horse and so I come in and I see this horse and I just kind of put my hands on her and just kind of pet her a little bit and the first thing I do is I always want to check for back pain And that's kind of one of the go-to places, especially if I hear that a horse is tossing somebody off. That tends to be a go-to place where I start. And I kind of pet her back a little bit. And just by me petting her back, she got defensive. And I saw her lift her head up and become very hollow. I saw her shake her head at me, which can mean, um, you know, uncomfortable, go away, irritation. And then when I actually kind of squeezed a little bit, you don't have to use a lot of pressure, but I just had my thumb on one side of her withers and my fingers on the other side of the withers. And I just kind of pressed down a little bit and she actually reared, like her front legs came off the ground. It wasn't a full rear as in flipping over, but it was like a ow and kind of an escape jump up, kind of upset. And I, you know, rubbed her a little bit more and just kind of pat her on either side, just kind of letting my hand go gently. She was totally fine with me touching her all over her body. And I went back to that wither area and again, gave her like a bit of a a squeeze, like putting a little bit more pressure on either side of those withers as I ran my hand. And when I ran my hand at her back, like she squatted, like she, her, her back probably dropped about two to three inches because she was getting away from the pain. And then she kind of jumped up and uh, wanted to escape with her front end a little bit. So definitely a reaction to pain there, especially when you can touch a horse and you can pet them all over. But if you add a little bit more pressure, that's when they react, then you know that it's hurting them, especially if they kind of cower underneath you or jump up over top. And I did a little bit of groundwork with her, discovered that her her sideways, moving her hips, her shoulders, picking up her feet, you know, very willing, very agreeable horse, not, um, not a horse that was trying to do, you know, nipping at me all the time, or um, just kind of in general, grouchy, miserable face, which could mean ulcers or something else going on. So even more so that's leading me to believe that there's something going on in her back. So you can put your thumb and your forefinger on either side of the withers and then you can run your hand down either side of the spine so that muscle the erector spinae muscle is on either side of the vertebrae and you just kind of run your hands down with enough pressure as if you were giving kind of a light to medium deep massage you don't want to go so light of touch because then you're not really checking to see how the muscles are doing but you don't want to press so hard that you're digging in with your nails or something that anybody would flinch over and if you're not sure how much pressure to use you can do this 
on a friend or a family member, just get their permission first, and you can run your fingers down either side of their spine, and you'll you'll find that right amount of pressure where, as long as your back's in pretty good shape, you know, be like, oh, okay, that actually feels pretty good, or you'll press down and it'll be too hard, and you they'll be like, ah, like that's too hard, and it's too hard for anybody, or um, if they're in pain and they have they're uncomfortable and they have knots they'll have little spots where they kind of twinge because and get away from that pressure because it hurts and uh, another thing you can do is you can take your hand and you can run it flat right over top of the spine starting at the wither running down towards the tail and what you're feeling for are any subluxations and subluxations are parts in the vertebrae that are kind of stuck so they appear or they feel as like a little bit of a bump Um, more so than if you just run your hand down the spine it's relatively smooth and even the whole way down but if there's a subluxation you'll feel a bump out of place so as you run down your hand and when I did that with uh, this little mare she had a subluxation kind of um, towards her her hip area kind of at the lower part of her back if you will kind of at the end of her thoracic spine and so that would be another indication that she could be in pain that something could be being pinched as she's being ridden now when I was talking to the the owners you know one of them saying well you know she didn't buck me off until after the third jump so like she was willing to jump the first two times and my response to that was well I think that is the horse showing you her true character that she's actually a really good horse trying to do a really good job for you and she waited until the third jump to buck you off because if it were me like I'm I'm surprised that she even let you get on her at all and then so then the owner said well yeah in the most recent time that I tried to ride her I got on and she we went about all of 20 feet before she kind of stopped and froze and then um, you know ended up bucking her off and I said well yeah that's kind of what I would expect with this level of reaction that we're having from her like I can't put any pressure around her wither area at all and so then they were asking me well, well could you take her and could you train her or like where could we send her for training like what should we do with her and I had to explain like you can't train pain if somebody is hurting or a horse is hurting we need to take care of that pain first because the reaction is not this horse being you know a bad horse this is a horse that's saying ow this this hurts and so we need to take care of that first which could help to get a massage therapist in but because of that subluxation definitely needs either an osteopath or a chiropractor to come in and and take a look at that and do some adjustments probably an osteopath is um, I think the better bet because you get kind of both the muscle and bone you kind of get a whole body assessment but you know whatever practitioner you have available in your area but then also you have to look at what's causing the pain and this is probably a saddle fit issue I didn't actually look at the saddle we we didn't get to that point um, but I suspect that it's the saddle that they were using is causing that because it was all kind of saddle area the subluxation lower in the back probably not saddle related Uh, maybe that's something different but the pain around the wither my guess would be is that it's a saddle that's too either too tight and squeezing on the horse's wither or it's a saddle that's too wide and so it's sitting too low on the wither and maybe isn't having any wither clearance 
and putting too much pressure further down. And that's the tricky thing about saddles is they really need to fit just right. If you have a, a saddle that's too narrow, you really can't make it work at all. And if you have a saddle that's too wide, it's not always as simple as just adding another saddle pad to try to fill in the gaps because then uh, it can change the balance of the saddle. Sometimes you end up with an issue of the contact points of the saddle aren't quite right. So it can be a very tricky thing. So saddle fit is super important. And one of the things that has been a total game changer for me is we found solution saddles. Um, they're called solution saddles or smart saddles. They're made in England and they, uh, they're made with a leather tree. So they do have some stability and some rigidity to them. So you can still mount from the ground because normally when you hear treeless saddle, you think, oh, something that's you know basically a bareback pad with stirrups and it's gonna slide all over the place. And there's no support and there's no weight distribution, but that's not the case with these treeless saddles because they don't have a rigid part, but they have a leather tree. And so you can mount from the ground and the nice thing about that is if you put the saddle on a horse, it's going to flex and open with the horse as needed. And all you have to do is check for wither clearance. And if you don't have that, then you can use the saddle pads to affect that. But because it's a leather tree, it's going to mold to that horse's back and it's still going to make contact along the right spots on the, along the channels of the saddle. So you don't have the issues that you do with the tree saddled. And, you know, what was a game changer for us is that we um, sometimes had, well, we had to have to have the saddle fitter come out in spring and then we'd have them come again in the fall because the horses would get all fat and round over the winter time. And then the saddle fitter would come out and change them in the spring. And then by the time end of summer, you get into fall, they had gotten more fit and more muscled. So then the saddle size sometimes had to be changed or stuffed or flocked. So that was a, a game changer, not having to do that. But also with uh, one of my horses, Khaleesi, she used to land from the jump and she would kind of snake her head and sometimes she would crow hop afterwards. And that's her saying like, hey, like that hurts on the landing that's shoving into my shoulder blades kind of thing. And so after switching to these solution saddles we haven't had any of that issue whatsoever she's been able to just jump and be happy we've had Cairo and massage up since then and uh, osteopath and none of our horses have any issues related to the saddle sometimes they have other things going on like they have a you know a locked hip or they have um you know, rotation on something, but nothing related to saddle area in their back. Um, you know, I had one horse that had some really tight bones in his skull and needed some adjustments there, but nothing related to the saddle fit at all. So that's been a real blessing to find these solution saddles and smart saddles. So I definitely recommend checking them out. Just like how there are bad treed saddles and there are bad, um, there's good and bad with treed saddles. There are the same for treeless where there's, not all of them are made equally. They're not all good. Some of them don't have weight distribution panels. Um, some of them, are very tippy and don't have that stability so they're not all the same and I was pretty excited to find the ones that I found in England so those are the solution saddles the smart saddles if you're curious about them or you do end up 
um, purchasing one, make sure you say Lindsay Partridge told me about them because then they will give you a discount of a hundred pounds off the saddle. So make sure you say that. And with, with that, with the horse, you know, the priority thing is to get rid of the pain and to not cause the pain. So once you've kind of found the issue with what's causing the pain, we have to change that, but we have to heal from the pain first. And so they were asking me, you know, what do you recommend? So I said, well, get the osteopath out, start with that, see what she needs. And then once that's dealt with, you still might have some behavioral issues um, because your horse might have learned to have that reaction so they're thinking that it's going to hurt to be ridden and so they might not be great with that so it might take some times of saddling and just doing groundwork with the saddle on and letting that horse feel the saddle and feel that they still feel okay after that session maybe doing some long lining where you can direct the horse from behind you like behind the horse and steer them and kind of work on all those riding cues and get the horse going forward and then you might have to put a rider on and still combine with some groundwork so that way it, it feels different for the horse and of course using some positive reinforcement along the way can help recondition the horse to enjoy being ridden because at this point in time the horse has a legitimate excuse because they're in pain but you don't want them to still be anticipating that after the fact you want them to be willing you want them to be happy you want them to be comfortable but at the end of the day the message is that you you can't train pain we have to take care of that first and it most often happens in that horse's back so running your hands on either side of the back running your hands flat over top of the back and then just running your hands kind of along the horse's belly area kind of the girth area running down the girth and sliding back towards the belly and if the horse is a little bit overly sensitive, doesn't want to be rubbed on their belly, kind of nips or shakes their head, um, looks at you in a kind of a grumpy way with pinny ears, or if they stomp, swash their tail, any of those kind of irritation signs, that could be ulcers. And that's a pretty common one that horses get. A lot of horses end up with ulcers. We have to make sure that we're feeding our horses regularly, that they have lots of access to forage, throughout the day not just twice a day because the more acid buildup in their stomach that's not good and then uh, being able to heal those ulcers would be really important too and another one would be just kind of pain in their neck or their legs any of those things and what you're feeling for is any places of tension and that can kind of be a bit of a giveaway of any trouble spots but when in doubt I say get the osteopath out because they kind of look at both bones and muscles they kind of look at the whole body so that can be better than getting the chiropractor or the massage therapist out first they'll be able to take a, a deeper look they kind of know even more about the horse's body and they have the ability to do adjustments as well which can help if the horse has a subluxation or something like that going on so the moral of the story is you can't train pain you gotta treat that first and then get rid of the cause of whatever is causing the pain i hope you guys found this interesting and uh, it can help somebody else out there thanks for listening
Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at HarmonyHorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, LindsayPartridge.com. That's Lindsay with an E, Partridge.com or HarmonyHorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now.